Did you miss Canty and Carlin? This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM, Channel 80, and streaming live on ESPN+. Plus. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. We've got 99 problems that Chris ain't one, except for maybe a Chris kind of is one today, Courtney Cronin, because you've got Amber Wilson and Courtney Cronin. No Chris, but still no problems. You can tweet to me and Courtney at Courtney R. Cronin at Amber W. Sports. You can also join the conversation on the CC call in line at one triple eight say ESPN 888-729-3776. So we have a ton to get to on today's show, Courtney, and we've got some breaking news, a Woj bomb, if you will. Woj has just tweeted out that DeAndre Ayton has agreed to a four-year, $133 million max offer sheet with the Indiana Pacers. The Phoenix Suns now are on the clock. They've got 48 hours to match the largest offer sheet in NBA history. I know we're going to unpack this a little bit later in the show. Do you have a quick initial reaction here, Courtney, to the news? I mean, this could really uh, put the... Phoenix Suns in a little bit of a bind. I mean, we knew that they did not want to match this offer sheet. They didn't want to like give him that max deal. So I'm, you know, curious as to like, is there anything they can possibly do here? They haven't been active players in free agency just yet. Maybe this clears up their way to, um, you know, to land Kevin Durant down the line. But my goodness, I mean, seeing that price figure attached to DeAndre Ayton. Like, you know that 17 and 10 centers, Amber, don't just grow on trees. Very clearly, the Indiana Pacers believe in his value, while the Phoenix Suns may not. So they're going to pay him here with this trying to get, you know, giving him this offer sheet. I don't think the Phoenix Suns will match. So pretty soon we'll find out if he is indeed headed to Indianapolis. Yeah, I would imagine the Phoenix Suns are not going to be matching. So they will get rid of some of that salary on their books. That would help them in a Kevin Durant trade. What would hurt them is that they would not have Aiton's help in, in uh, you know, acquiring or, or helping, right, or helping put together some sort of deal. Even if it was a three-team t- uh, deal, he could have done a sign-in trade, helped out the Suns a little bit, even if he ultimately ended up with the Pacers. There was Mm -hmm. some conjecture about that. It seems like DeAndre Ayton maybe wasn't willing to play ball there with the Phoenix Suns. So we'll see how this continues to unfold. It appears that the Indiana Pacers, for the first time in their franchise's history, have a former number one overall pick now on their squad. Uh, But we will see if the Suns, again, they've got 48 hours to match the offer sheet. Uh, Other things, though, to get into, we start in the world of the NFL because we start with beef Courtney Cronin you know I mean who doesn't love a good beef and there's beef there is drama in the NFL and it comes between a former Raven and a current Raven now for whatever reason a former Raven Bernard Pollard he decided to be very very outspoken about Lamar Jackson his comments come on the tail of that ESPN top 10 quarterback ranking list Courtney where famously earlier this week as we've spent hours and hours and hours each both me and you unpacking on air that Lamar Jackson was not included in those top 10 rankings. Bernard Pollard went on Twitter. He put in his two cents. He said that Lamar Jackson is definitely a top 10 talent, but as for a top 10 quarterback, I don't see it. He went on to say, I believe he should get paid by the Ravens and should get top dollar. So a little contradictory there, maybe in a statement. It was like throws him under the bus, says the nice thing on the back end, you know, not a top 10 quarterback, but pay the man. Yeah, it didn't make a whole ton of sense. And what he was doing was responding to our colleague Ryan Clark's tweet the other day, which, you know, uh, Ryan Clark put out there. He's like, people might say that I'm capping for Lamar Jackson, 
But to me, it's common sense. Any other quarterback with his impact, his success, his overall stats would be worshipped. Um, and he's right because there are three former MVPs in the top t- in the top four between Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Patrick Mahomes. And I know they got the order messed up there. I think Brady's actually fourth, but. He's got a point. Like, all this rhetoric around Lamar Jackson has remained the same since the time he got into the NFL in 2018, and we keep moving the goalposts with him, which is frustrating. And I think for people who understand football, who understand that teams, when they have to game plan for Lamar Jackson, have to kind of, like, throw out their script of how they normally do things because the guy could be anywhere at any given time. He's not your traditional pocket passer. So, like... We just, for some reason, we, I don't want to say we because you and I would have had him in our top 10 list. Some people don't want to put him in the top 10 list for a number of different, like, conscious and unconscious biases. And I can understand and support Ryan Clark supporting Lamar Jackson and putting his two cents uh, out there. But, you know, Bernard Pollard kind of came in way out of left field with this sort of comment. And the fact is, like he says, that he's not a top 10 quarter talent. No, he, he, right, he still is a top 10 paid. talent. Not a top 10 quarterback, though. Yes. So I, top, top 10 talent, sort of not a top 10 there. quarterback. What does that mean? Can someone know. explain who to knows? me the difference? Who knows what it, the difference who knows of that? What it means. Now, he goes on. It gets a little worse. He goes on to say, uh, to tweet out, no top wide receiver will ever come there while Lamar Jackson is there, referencing Baltimore. Plenty of wide receivers have been available to get in the offseason while Lamar has been starting, but nobody wants to go. Again, this is Bernard Pollard on Twitter. Uh, He goes on to say they give him the respect, but they don't want to play with him. Lamar is good, but he's not able to make the throws. So that's when Lamar Jackson uh, took issue with it. He finally was baited into a response here. He couldn't remain silent any longer. Uh, He went on to say, you sound dumb, uh, bleep, dumb as bleep, alongside two crying emojis, because you've got to make sure that you have the emoji usage proper, of course, Courtney, in 2022. And then Lamar went on to say, we'll wait and see if one sign, or no, Pollard quickly responded, we'll wait and see if one signs. And then it goes back and forth. Lamar says that he has to Google Bernard Pollard at one point. I had to Google you, little brah, because I didn't know who you were uh Pollard said you know you're not going to win a championship uh and then Pollard the former NFL safety was on Keyshawn J Will and Max and he uh responded to his now beef with Lamar Jackson he's responded and 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 he he wants to argue back um as far as for his sake and and I'm cool with that you can call say nobody knew me you had to google me I didn't go to the Hall of Fame. I don't care about the Hall of Fame. I what I did was I knocked suckers' heads off. That's exactly what I did. I don't care about no Hall of Fame. I don't care about getting no 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 accolades from anybody. When we stepped on the football field, 31 was going to be in the place that he was supposed to be, and he was going to knock your head off you. If you came in his spot or if I made contact with you by running to you, I'm trying to do whatever I can to knock you out. So I, I, as far as him, pers- the personal attacks, that's fine. He said he's going to run me over. Well, took his head off. I promise you he would not have finished the game. I mean, Bernard Pollard has been known to. Uh, yes. He's been known Brady. to injure some people, let's be real, run some people over. I guess now he's doing it verbally in 2022. My thing is that, like, and I get it, like, Bernard Pollard is from a different era of the NFL. The hard-hitting safety obviously still exists, but, like, he's, you know, his kind of claim to fame was, you know, when he took Tom Brady out when in 2008 when they were playing the Patriots, um, and that's when Tom Brady tore his ACL, I believe. So, I mean, 
if that's what you're known for, I mean, it's the position itself, and he was a hard-hitting safety. But, like, what I don't understand is what Lamar Jackson's saying effectively is, like, I didn't think you were a very good defensive back. So if you didn't think that, then why are you so pressed about these comments that he's making about you? Like, if it doesn't matter to you, don't respond. And I know that I'm not really somebody who can speak on this because there has never been a Twitter battle uh, when someone's come after me that I haven't responded to. Like, I don't mind it. Stand up for yourself on Twitter to a certain degree. But, like, this is kind of beneath Lamar Jackson, is it not? Like, we're talking about a top 10 quarterback list that he was left off of. If he's comfortable in his own skin and he's confident in his abilities, the opinion of someone like Bernard Pollard does not matter. So, like, and, and maybe he's just bored. It's the middle of July. He doesn't have his new contract yet, Amber. There are a lot of other things that he probably could be doing with his time, but he decided on Wednesday night to, to suspend it addressing these comments. But, you know, it went more than just, like, one tweet. This was, like, a legitimate back and forth between mm-hmm. Pollard and Lamar Jackson. And while it was entertaining, it was kind of just like, well, what's what's the point here? Like, you're basically responding to people who – like one person who has the opinion, unfortunately, of a lot of other people in the you know in the NFL fandom world, like fans, people obviously in front some front offices, as evidenced by that list, have that same opinion. Uh, just kind of felt like Lamar Jackson didn't necessarily need to uh, get himself involved in that one. Yeah, as a, as a reminder, that top ten list, which was put out on ESPN.com, was a compilation of votes of uh, dozens of executives and scouts and across the NFL, mm-hmm. and over half of them, Courtney, didn't have Lamar Jackson in their top ten quarterbacks, which was pretty shocking and surprising. And so then he ends up not making the list by vote when ESPN puts all the information together, and so that's what kind of starts this whole thing. We will unpack why maybe Lamar doesn't get the respect that he deserves. We're going to continue this conversation in just a moment. But first, Courtney, a word from Indeed. If the July heat is making you sweat your staffing situation, then visit Indeed. Their end-to-end hiring solution is the number one source for hires in the United States, according to Talent Nest. When you sponsor a job, you'll get matched instantly with candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your job description And you can even earn up to $500 in sponsored job credits when you conduct virtual interviews on the website. Terms and conditions apply. Get started at Indeed.com slash credit. So we are going to continue this conversation in just a moment, but it is the first block of the first hour, Courtney Cronin. And because of that, I want to mention some really big news that we have here at Canty and Carlin. And that is that our executive producer, Shannon Penn, has been awake since three in the morning. And he has now pulled double duty on KJM and Canty and Carlin two straight days. And he is still awake. I can see him in the zoom. Shannon is still with us. I feel like this is bigger than any Woj bomb ever was Shannon. A lot of coffee, a lot of Mountain (laughs) Dew, You sound so. a lot of hope and prayers. Stay hydrated. Put some water in there. Get some some water too. Some, some ice in there as well. So it's Shannon's last day as the EP of this show because he is transitioning uh, to greener pastures at KJM. So we are going to very much miss him around these parts. And we're also going to hope that he stays awake until 7 o'clock Eastern because Amber Wilson and Courtney Cronin, we are filling in for the guys. We are taking you up until 7 o'clock Eastern. And right now we are in the midst of talking about Lamar Jackson. Now, Courtney, you mentioned that a lot of people don't necessarily give Lamar his due. And I'm built a little differently than you where you said that you typically 
basically always get involved with the trolls when they go after you. And you and I are in the type of business where, listen, they go after us, right? I tend to not get involved. Like, you have to really do something. I tend to just be able to ignore them because it's not worth my time. However, with this Bernard Pollard situation, I don't know how I would react if the troll was somebody who used to work at ESPN. You know, like, that would be different. Or somebody else in our business. Mm -hmm. Like, that would be different than just Joe Schmo going after me on Twitter. And so I wonder if really that's why Lamar felt the need to respond because it's a football player, an NFL player, one who played on his team at his organization. And then that guy saying that no top wide receivers want to go play with him. It sounds like it would have credibility, even if frankly, it doesn't. Yeah. And I understand it from like the perspective of this is somebody who played for the organization I currently play for. And whether there's any sort of insecurity there or not, like Lamar Jackson is still one of the best players in the NFL, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And I know that Bernard Pollard put him in the top 10 player in the NFL, but not top 10 quarterback list. I don't know. There's That's weird because you'd think that like one means the other and, and vice versa. But nonetheless, like I think that you probably do question yourself. Like, do people in the organization feel like this? It just hits different when it's like, even if it's not your former teammate, it's somebody who represents the same organization that you play for. And that just feels like a personal attack. So, like, again, I don't criticize Lamar Jackson for going after Bernard Pollard at all. Like, it felt like the one thing I'll always say about Lamar Jackson, he's very loyal. And when he doubles down on something, like, he's going to follow through, whether that was his support for Kodak Black or whether it is, you know, going after Bernard Pollard. Like, it wasn't just one tweet. It was a series of tweets. And he defended himself. And But it just it felt like he almost took it too personally. Not that, like, he, like, threw out. I mean, he, it was trash talk. But it's it almost felt like, Lamar, he doesn't need to get under your skin. Like, you are that good. Everybody knows that you're that good. I'm sorry. Do that they? These- I mean, we say everybody know. I mean, you and I feel like he's that. Good. People who matter this know. Is weird. The people who matter know. Like that's the thing that matters to me. And like the only way that like people can show him his respect more than anything else is for him to get a two hundred plus million dollar contract before training camp ends. So basically, they have up until September first or August thirtieth, whatever you know the last day of training camp is going to be, to give him his bag. Like that's the ultimate sign of respect. Because he's not stepping on the field this year without that contract. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that he would not risk that. The guy represents himself, and he doesn't want to get franchise tagged next year. Nobody does at the quarterback spot, so I feel like they've got to work something out here. And he deserves it. So, like, more than anything else, the NFL... In all of these, like all of the, you know, the the rhetoric around Lamar Jackson that has existed throughout his entire career, the day that he, you know, even before then, like before he was drafted, and people were suggesting maybe he switch positions. Like, come on, are you saying that about other quarterbacks who have the same skill set? Like, there's a lot there about Lamar Jackson that is unorthodox, and unorthodox does not necessarily sit well, as we know, with a lot of people who run these front offices. Like, there's. There's a lot to unpack there, and I think that that's entirely the reason why he never gets put into the conversation with the best players, best quarterbacks in the NFL currently playing. Like, he didn't deserve an honorable mention. He deserved to be in that list, if not, like, top six or seven. So, 
him responding to this tweet was, I think, in a way responding to that quarterback list initially without, like, going directly to the source of that. Like, he was responding to somebody who wears the same jersey he wore, somebody who wore the same jersey he now currently wears uh, and kind of filed his grievances there. Well, I just wonder, though, because I do think that the reason that maybe he responds again is because, yes, like you said, Bernard Pollard is, you know, used to wear the uniform. So mm. there b- becomes a certain amount of credibility to anything maybe that comes out of Pollard's mouth, whether it's right or not. And him saying that no top ride receivers want to go play with Lamar. I mean, could there be anything to that? Because we just broke down as part of ESPN Radio Two-A-Days, and we break down two teams for you every single day. We just broke down the Baltimore Ravens. That is the weakness of their team is that is that wide receiver position Courtney and so if Pollard is letting you know hey that's the reputation around the league again no idea if there's any legitimacy to this or if Bernard Pollard's just getting aggregated on Twitter like I have no idea what the goal is there but is it possible that there could be legitimacy and then of course Lamar Jackson in the contract year you mentioned he's negotiating or we assume with the Baltimore Ravens although that situation's been weird because he represents himself so there's not much word on that front there's zero leaks because there's nobody to leak it because it's Lamar Jackson and just representing himself so there's no team there there. Uh, there's not, you know, agents certainly will sometimes put out certain information for certain reasons. Uh, Lamar Jackson doesn't seem to be doing that. And so we don't really know what the situation is there. But if Baltimore seems apprehensive about paying them, him, I would imagine maybe that would come from, hey, if no wide receivers want to play with you. Like, could it? Is it possible? And that's why Lamar feels the need to go defend himself also, maybe extra, because again, you don't want to give credibility to that source in a contract year when you're in the midst of negotiations. Yeah, and about an hour ago, uh, Hollywood Brown, who Mm -hmm. wanted out of the Baltimore Ravens organization, like, and he admitted that, like, he came to Lamar's defense on Twitter, because I think that that's what, what, you know, probably got under Lamar's skin a little bit, that, like, your own teammate from last season wanted out so badly in that you can't draw any wide receivers there in free agency. I mean, they returned over their entire receiving core from a year ago. And, you know, to Lamar Jackson's credit, like his receivers let him down at the end of the, like last season. Yes. Last year was statistically his worst year in the NFL. It wasn't great by any stretch. His QBR was under 51. Mm-hmm. That wasn't all on Lamar Jackson. Some of that was on Hollywood Brown. Some of that was on Sammy Watkins, Rashad Bateman, like that whole group, you know, didn't come through for him at the end of the season while he was still playing. But what what Hollywood Brown, he was responding to someone's um, comment about him. And he said that this person said, add some context. Hollywood Brown wanted out. Sure. Ravens are a run first offense. Y'all act like he wanted out because of Lamar Jackson. Don't try to create a false narrative. Um, And, you know, I guess uh, it just kind of goes on and on here. And Hollywood Brown says, facts, the narrative that they're trying to create on my dog is ridiculous. He can run the show in any type of offense. He just happens to be in one, the one that he's in, and he's doing it at a top level. And every wide receiver who ever played with him knows that. So it's very clear, like, the side that, Hollywood Marquise Hollywood Brown is standing Except on for right he now. wanted out. Yeah, I mean, like, he is saying all the right things, and maybe it's true. Maybe it had nothing to do with Lamar, but there's the optics of the situation, right? Sure. Now that team was decimated by injuries last season. I mean, just absolutely decimated. Mm-hmm. Even Bateman was injured at one point last season. So we'll see what ends up happening this season and who can step up to fill that void now left by Hollywood Brown. But that is the weakness of the team, and if Lamar Jackson's even going to be there, Courtney, because I thought it was interesting that you said there's no chance he 
shows up to play if he doesn't have a deal in place. I just don't know what to make of that situation. Again, we broke down the Baltimore Ravens for you on ESPN Radio 2 days Today, we are going to be breaking down the Indianapolis Colts and the New Orleans Saints. But coming up next, how does DeAndre Ayton agreeing to an offer sheet with the Pacers impact Kevin Durant? We'll get into it. This is Canty and Carlin. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Amber Wilson and Courtney Cronin filling in for the guys here on Canty and Carlin. Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. If you're a renter, make sure you're protected. Renter's insurance includes options that cover stolen property, personal injury, and living expenses if your place is damaged. Quote renter's insurance at progressive.com. So not a rental uh, in Indiana. He might become a permanent fixture. And that, of course, is DeAndre Ayton. As you heard there on SportsCenter, Woj has dropped another Woj bomb. Restricted free agent center DeAndre Ayton has agreed to a four-year, $133 million maximum offer sheet. Courtney, offer sheet being key words there with the Indiana Pacers. The Phoenix Suns have 48 hours to match the largest offer sheet in NBA history, according to Woj. Here was Woj, ESPN's senior NBA insider on NBA Today. Phoenix simply last year when uh, DeAndre Ayton was up for his rookie extension uh, would not offer him a max contract, simply did not value him at that level. And uh, Ayton's agents, listen, I think they had confidence they could go out on the market and do exactly what they're doing today, and that's get DeAndre Ayton a max offer sheet four years 133 million dollars and now and the question is do the phoenix suns match this sheet keep deandre ayton at a number that you know they they you know essentially challenged ayton to go get Aiton's only 23 years old. He joins an Indiana squad now, an organization in the midst of a rebuild, Courtney. So maybe surprising to some that they're willing to pony up $133 million. But again, a very young player and a former number one overall pick. And Indiana has never in their franchise history had that on this team. But this has huge ramifications for the Phoenix Suns. Because to me, what it means is that DeAndre Aiton wasn't willing to help out the Suns at all. Because if he was, he would have needed to sign with them and do a sign and trade to Indiana. Instead, he has now signed an offer sheet and the Suns have a decision to make here over the next 48 hours whether they're going to match that insane offer sheet that he was offered by Indiana. And we know the answer to that is no. Right. And why would DeAndre Ayton want to help out this team that didn't give him 
the max rookie contract. I mean, everybody else in his class, all of those really good players like Luka Doncic, Michael Porter Jr., SGA, Trey Young, they all got their deals last offseason. So that like made him probably feel some type of way where he's thinking, okay, this team doesn't want me. And there's got to be something going on behind the scenes here because – People like DeAndre Ayton, players like DeAndre Ayton, athletic centers who are two-way big men who can score um, and and defend. Like, those don't exist everywhere in the NBA. They're hard to come by, and this guy's 23 years old. So when you think about the pick-and-roll game and how good he is, how effective he is off of the pick-and-roll, he, he averaged a league-best 4.6 points per game when rolling to the basket last season that was an NBA best like what are the Phoenix Suns doing here so like that to me shows you it's not just like an on-court type issue with DeAndre Ayton maybe they think there's something about his makeup that they don't like maybe they don't like you know what he brings to the team from like a locker room perspective I don't know maybe there's like friction between player coach player and other players Could be a lot of different things. But from a basketball perspective, he has been a very productive player for the Phoenix Suns. So now I. For the number one seed, Phoenix Suns. Number one seed. The 64 win Phoenix Suns last year. 64 wins Phoenix Suns team. And he was a huge component of that. And they're not going to match it, Courtney. And then, of course, this has huge ramifications when we talk about a potential trade for Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. It makes the lives of the Phoenix Suns much, much more difficult. And when we were seeing these potential trades over the last couple of weeks when we've been on the KD watch come out and everybody was acting like Aiton was an asset that the Suns would be able to utilize because now frankly what's about to happen is the Phoenix Suns are about to lose DeAndre Aiton for absolutely nothing right like they're not going to get anything out of it and instead they could have utilized him if they had signed him as you mentioned to that rookie extension in this sort of deal so he comes off their books fine he frees up some space but it's one less asset for them to try to roll into a trade unless DeAndre Aiton had chosen again to do a sign in trade but I always wondered when we were having those conversations why on earth would Aiton help mm-hmm. the Phoenix I'm not going to help you get Kevin Durant if I'm DeAndre Ayton with the friction that appears there is between that front office and that player. Brian Windhorse, ESPN senior NBA reporter, was on NBA Today discussing whether the Suns then should, should match the offer. The real question is, do the Suns match? The concept of losing a player like DeAndre Ayton for nothing, which would happen if they didn't match in 48 hours, would be a devastating blow to Phoenix. We just have, we almost never see the loss of a restricted free agent to this level. But they do not believe that Aiton is a max player. They didn't believe he was a max player during the extension talks last fall. They do not believe he's a max player now. Matching this would make DeAndre Aiton untradeable until January 15th. So he couldn't be used in a, any kind of Kevin Durant trade, even mm. if they kept him. And it would push the Suns about $15 million into the luxury tax, a very penal place that they have almost never gone before. You are what the market says you are, Courtney. Mm-hmm. So the Suns gambled on him not being a max player. The Pacers had something else to say about it. And the Suns might miss out on the Kevin Durant sweepstakes because of it. Yeah, and like apparently they were going to offer him more than $30 million annually. That was reported last week. And You know, you've got to wonder, like, are those fears analytically driven or are they financially driven? Because Phoenix owes Chris Paul, Miles Miles Bridges, and Devin Booker combined $83.2 million next season. So 
if they're looking at this and saying, well, something's got to give here because we can't pay everybody, and if that ha- person who has to give is DeAndre Ayton, then you kind of take yourself out of the Kevin Durant sweepstakes, it sounds like, from what Woj was just saying, because they needed the sign and trade to be executed in order to include him potentially in a package, whether that's, you know, it never felt realistic, still doesn't feel realistic that it would end up being just a two-team trade between Phoenix and the Brooklyn Nets for Kevin Durant feels like there would have to be a third team involved there. And I think this becomes so much trickier for the Phoenix Suns when you talk about not having an asset now in the game with DeAndre Ayton. If these 48 hours pass and he ends up going to Indianapolis to be the pick and roll partner with Tyrese Halliburton, then you're in a really bad spot because what you wanted to do in getting the player who wanted to come to you in Kevin Durant would effectively be kind of like cutting your nose off to spite your face here with DeAndre Ayton because you don't want to pay him, but you, you're in a situation now where unless you do match this offer sheet and then you're able to, to, to trade him and put him in a package to try to go get Kevin Durant, you're in a really tough spot because you, you took yourself out of the KD sweepstakes if you don't go ahead and do this for DeAndre Ayton. It's a tough spot. It's weird rules, like how the NBA works with you know these rookie max extensions and trying to move players around and matching offer sheets and all that stuff. It's definitely not as complicated in the NFL world. Like I've had to learn a lot the last like couple of weeks or so with free agency coming up about just how tricky some of these things can be for teams. And, you know, certainly – Phoenix now putting themselves in a bind if they don't end up matching this offer sheet because of what that's going to limit them from doing to upgrade their roster potentially with KD. Well, and if they if they do match the offer sheet, like you heard Winhorse say in that bite, then they wouldn't be able to trade him, I think, until so January 15th. So obviously that's incredibly limiting for them anyways. Uh, as a Miami Heat fan, I love this. I love this so much. Thank you, you, DeAndre don't. Ayton. Love you long time. Also... <laughs> Loving things, Courtney Cronin. She claims she lives in Chicago, but she loose, actually loose live... claim right now. Let loose me just say, claim. I haven't been there in a very long time. She seems like a New Yorker through and through, and apparently is buying the Brooklyn Bridge. I don't know. We, we have a lot to get into with Courtney. That's next. This is Canty and Cronin. And Canty, it's almost Canty and Cronin because he's never you know here. <laughs> You can't miss Canty and Carlin, pound for pound, the biggest show on ESPN radio. Courtney Cronin covers the Chicago Bears for NFL Nation from New York City, which is kind of strange the way that that has worked out. But that's how Courtney Cronin's life has been lately because of all of your fancy first take appearances around the horn. You are absolutely crushing it lately across all ESPN platforms and somehow also crushing it in terms of the Brooklyn Bridge. Tell me your latest New York City uh, story, adventure. So last time you and I did this show 48 hours ago, I told myself that after I get done with doing first take in the morning and then four hours of radio, I was not going to go back to my hotel room and kick my feet up and have a glass of wine. I said, you're going to exercise. You're going to go move your body because you have not had time to do it your entire time in New York. I mean, yes, I've walked a lot, but like you're going to go run across the Brooklyn Bridge. So... I go back to my hotel room, I get dressed, and it's really, really warm out. It's like 90 degrees at 7.30, and I'm sweating. But, like, I'm, like, weaving my way through the financial district trying to find where the Brooklyn Bridge, like, entrance point was. I think I went two extra miles out of my way just to get to the bridge. So then (laughs) I get to the bridge. There's people everywhere. Like, I'm weaving in and out of traffic, like, trying not to, like, trip and fall and, you know, throw my phone off the bridge. And 
I make it all the way to Brooklyn and I get to Dumbo, which is that first city that you're, I guess, first neighborhood in Brooklyn, right outside of the bridge. And I walk around there and I'm looking for Kevin Durant the entire time because, like, I'm trying to figure out where he's going, if he's staying, you know, what it means for Brooklyn. I couldn't find anybody any answers, but I at least got some really cool photos looking. To across the river to the financial district, getting to see, you know, a part of New York City I haven't seen. Like, I've been here now for eight days and I have been to three of the five boroughs Manhattan, hold on, hold on, the Bronx. Hold on. It's only been eight days. I, I was pretty uh, sure it'd been like 18 days at least. Well, I've been going back and forth, so okay, that doesn't that exactly it. help my cause. But <laughs> yeah, it was it was a long. It's been a long stretch. I go home after the show if I actually make my flight out of LaGuardia. Uh, it sounds like I've set myself up for failure here, but I have done many a New Yorker thing since I've been here, and crossing the Brooklyn Bridge was a really cool opportunity. That's a cool New Yorker thing. I even used to host a television show in New York, and I never did that. I never walked the Brooklyn Bridge. So that is a cool New York thing that you got to do. What was your plan if you saw Katie walking the streets of Brooklyn? Like, now you're sweaty. You've walked nine miles in the summer. Are you going to walk up to him with your iPhone and start questioning him? What's the plan? Well, I've been like, can you give me a ride back so I don't have to go across the bridge again? Um, Can I get in that Tesla of yours, whatever fancy car you have? Um, I was just going to ask him and be like, so so what's the deal? Like, are you and Kyrie, like, fine? You got beef? What's going on? That would have been great if you had gotten the exclusive. You out of all people, you've gotten the exclusive on the iPhone video. Courtney Cronin, breaking news after a nine-mile walk across the Brooklyn Bridge. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Amber Wilson and Courtney Cronin filling in for the guys on Canty and Garland on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. You can tweet to us at Amber W Sports at Courtney R. Cronin. You can also always join the conversation on the CC call-in line at one triple eight. say ESPN 888-729-3776. And this next segment, you may want to call in and give your two cents, Courtney, because whenever we talk about player movement in the NBA, it tends to get people going. Adam Silver recently made some comments and it pertains of course to what's happening here with Kevin Durant but could extend beyond just the KD situation when we're talking about superstars not honoring the rest of their contracts and this idea of player empowerment and player movement here was the commissioner of the NBA being asked if he likes it this needs to be a two-way street Um, teams provide enormous security and guarantees to players and the expectation is in return that they'll meet their end of the bargain. I'm realistic that there's always conversations that are going to go on behind closed doors between players and their representatives on the teams, but 
we don't like to see players requesting trades, and we don't like to see it playing out the way it is. Courtney, of course they don't like to see it because it's not good for the owners. And Adam Silver represents the owners. I'm one who believes, like, Adam Silver, he's a great commissioner, but also everybody just always gives Adam Silver a pass on everything because he does have a pretty good relationship with the NBA PA and, and with the players. And so we tend to pile on Roger Goodell, right, and other commissioners in other sports, whereas with Adam Silver, everybody always speaks so glowingly about the job that he's doing, like, as if he is always representative of the interests of the players. And that's not at all his job. Of course his job is to represent the owners and that's what he's doing here because it's not good from the owner's perspective it'd be much better for the ownership group and the front office of the Brooklyn Nets if Kevin Durant wanted to stay in Brooklyn and honor the rest of his four-year deal but the reality is it's much better for KD to be able to go wherever the heck he wants and I'm one and I don't know how you feel about this who believes it's actually better for the sport generally because it gets you and I talking the superstar staying where he has been the whole time isn't necessarily the most interesting story I don't think it ended up harming LeBron at all that he's played in three different markets and brought championships to three different markets I think that makes the story more interesting and overall the popularity of the NBA keeps increasing well it also hasn't harmed Stephen Curry that he's won four titles with the Golden State Warriors a team that he was drafted by and same with Giannis winning a title with Milwaukee the team that drafted him uh, and turned him into a multi- Uh, time MVP player and that's obviously what Adam Silver prefers going that method in this era of player empowerment like we think of it with Kevin Durant doing what he's doing right now requesting out he's got four years nearly 200 million dollars left on that contract like this started back in 2010 during free agency when LeBron James who was an actual free agent at that time decided he wanted to leave Cleveland and write his own destiny by going to Miami and you know he wasn't forcing his way out of anything he had you know his contract was up he had a chance to resign with Cleveland and he ended up going somewhere else and now it's evolved into something different in the NBA altogether where it's not just players trying to figure out their next destination when their contract's up it's players when the situation isn't to their liking or they feel like they've hit a brick wall and can't continue like players then trying to take control of their situation saying I want out I want something different we see it all the time in the NFL but like the way it's happening in the NBA like from that bite that we played from from NBA commissioner Adam Silver I feel like he's worried about this becoming a trend. And to me, Kevin Durant is a one percenter in the NBA. So few players can do what Kevin Durant has done with four years, $198 million remaining on this contract and say, you know, like, I want to go somewhere else. You know, I'm not going to honor my contract with this team. Like, do you think someone like Royce O'Neal could do that? Someone like any of these, like, Anybody it's else? Like, like five guys. There's five guys me. in the NBA there's, that can do it. Five guys right. in the entire NBA who can do it, and we act like it's such a problem. You know, we act like, by well, the way, he's acting like it's going to create a domino effect. This is not going to create a domino effect, Amber. Like this is an outlier situation where you have the, you know, it was Kyrie at first. Like, is he going to opt in? Is he not going to opt? Is he going to opt out? Like, what is he going to do? And then obviously the the effect that that had had on Kevin Durant, and now we're 14 days into this. And the Nets have not granted, you know, the Nets have not agreed to a trade to move him off their books so he could very well end up back in Brooklyn. It's a very tricky situation, but it's not one likely to repeat itself because there's so few players at the level of a Kevin Durant who could potentially pull off a move like this. And it obviously goes into a a bigger conversation about who has the leverage, Brooklyn or KD. 
So do you think it's bad for KD at this point to change teams? Bad in terms of the sport? Bad for the NBA? Obviously, it's bad if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan. But if you're just a general NBA fan, give us a call. 888-SAY-ESPN. Coming up next, DeAndre Ayton news. We will unpack it more. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Chris Canty and Chris Carlin are Canty and Carlin. Don't miss them weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.